This is the Radically Christian Crosstalk Podcast, episode 16. I'm your host, Wes McAdams, and on today's episode, James Sumners and I discuss parenting young children in the church. The sponsor of today's episode is Campaign Capitol Hill, which is a grassroots effort by Churches of Christ aimed at raising awareness in the brotherhood on the fine line between politics and religion, preaching the gospel to our nation's leaders, focusing on repentance and God's standard of morality, and reaching lost souls with the saving grace of Jesus Christ. You can find Campaign Capitol Hill on Facebook at facebook.com slash campaigncapitolhill or on their website at campaigncapitolhill.com. There you'll find more information on how to join the march for God's word. And now let's jump right into our discussion. You know, listening to others talk and and sometimes even some of the things that we think of as uh, younger parents that may hinder us from getting out and doing certain things that we know and we believe are important, like going and visiting people in the hospital. We think, well, I've got kids and I need to take, it's like, well, you take them with you. If you're going to do something, take them with you. If you can, I mean, there are times that you can't, and that's that's just reality. But, you know, if we can take our kids, not just when we're doing work on a physical sense, oh, I've got to go mow the lawn, or I've got to go um, uh, fix the fence, or I've got to go do something physical. But if we think about, let me take my child to do work for God, that changes their, that'll change their perspective of what it means to work for God, what it means to be a servant of God, what it means, what, what God means to me, and, and, and that I don't just tell them to do stuff, but God has told me to do stuff, and, and I, I like to follow through. And you know, that's something Holly and I have talked about a lot, that, that the way we grew up was, and I grew up in a small congregation, her not so much, but, but it seemed like if my parents were going to go to a gospel meeting or some type of a, you know, church activity or whatever, um, even if it was a funeral um, or a wedding or a shower or whatever, I mean, they took the kids with them. And so often it seems like, and and as a parent, I know it's so easy to let our kids keep us from doing those things to say, well, I can't, I, I've got my kids, you know, and, and like you said, we could take them with us. You know, when she was a, a little girl, her mom would take her to, you know, baby showers and wedding showers. And so she grew up understanding that community of the church. And and it seems like for so many parents, it's just too easy to let the fact that, well, we've got kids, stop them from doing the things that they, not only that they need to do as Christian adults, but that is so integral to raising kids to understand that we're a part of a community, we're, we're a part of a family in the church. Uh, it's really easy to let the kids keep us at home when really we ought to be, you know, doing as much as we can. Even, even you know, I mean, it's hard to take a kid to a funeral. I mean, they cry and they, you know, are, are dis- they could be disruptive and just the, the, the fear and the possibility of them disrupting a funeral service, you know, is enough to make me want to say, no, 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 you just keep them at home. But, but just growing up, understanding the joys and the pains and the, the ins and outs of Christian life is so important for kids that that's time that they'll never get back. And just having never known a time where they weren't a part of the the life and the, the breath of the congregation uh, is such a positive thing that so many kids today in this generation, I feel like, are missing out on. Well, on the other hand, one of the things that I I, I know that when I get older, I'll appreciate it, and I know that other people have appreciated. Uh, just I know older people often appreciate kids in general. So like they they like mm-hmm. us, they like 
they like us, but they like our kids better. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 a number of people that we sit with or ne- uh, next to, um, in sun on Sunday mornings and Sunday evenings and Wednesdays. They just come and take our children from us, and mm-hmm. and they sit with them, and and that's a blessing to our children to see that older people are interested in them, mm-hmm. and that's a blessing to them because my children will will go and sit with them, and and it's like we have grandparents within the church. Um, for our kids who who think of our kids, they bring us stuff to just to just show our kids that they love them, and you know that's that is an amazing thing. I don't I don't do that as much as maybe I should, but but right now I'm focused on my kids, mm-hmm. and and that's something that I've been thinking about lately. Is is what do we do about people who don't? You know, there there are people who. Uh, maybe in a more difficult position in life than I am. Uh, my wife and I have a really great relationship. We uh, we ha- work very diligently on training our children, and then and then there may be people out there who are maybe single moms or single fathers who need a little bit of help. Do we think about going and saying, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you come sit with us?" Mm-hmm. Or or maybe specifically saying, "Hey, why don't you come sit by us?" Because there's this great group of people who will really love your children mm-hmm. um, as much as 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 much as just about any grandparents would, and and uh, um, bring them along and sit with us and say, "Hey, wh- why don't you join us so that we can so that we can build each other up and and encourage each other and and you know because it's difficult sometimes when we sit in uh, worship services mm-hmm. and uh, you know young, uh, people who 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 may need a little bit of help to to encourage their kids to to be calm and behave and whatnot cuz i mean it's even hard for us i mean you know you know sometimes you've talked about our kids and uh from time to time and um uh, Sam's son Nathan always comments on how quiet Darcy is our youngest and uh, and whatnot but you know there's a lot of work that goes into that and uh, and that's just that's just life, but not everybody is is there, and so sometimes we need help to get to the point where we can do that. Um, my point is is that we need to be looking for opportunities to kind of mm-hmm. help each other out through this phase of life, whether younger or older or whatever. Yeah, I think that's one thing that we fail to recognize is that the assembly is about worship, absolutely one hundred percent. It's about worship. It's about learning and growing and worshiping God. But I think sometimes we are so. I don't want to say this. I don't know any other word to say than selfish, you know, and I am. I mean, when I go, sometimes I'll go to a lectureship or I'll go to a conference and I'll take my family with me. And I mean, there's some phenomenal preachers and I really want to hear these sermons. And it drives me nuts when I have to take my kid to the bathroom or they start crying and I got to take them to the cry room in the nursery. Man, I mean, I was at Focal Point in San Marcos a few months ago. And I mean, some great sermons. And I had to take my son to the cry room and oh, I was so irritated just because I was missing out on this great sermon. I wasn't ever going to get to hear this sermon again. You know, and so it's easy to get so caught up in that and to forget that part of what the assembly is about is the assembly. It's about assembling. It's about community. And and sometimes we, because over the, the years, especially in our Western culture, we have become so structured and so rigid that that we we have lost that sense of of community where this is this is a family that's getting together for our weekly family reunion and and obviously we ought to be getting together throughout the week but this is the entire family coming together around the Lord's table taking that that supper 
and and bearing with one another. I mean, yes, there's going to be my somebody commented after worship this morning that there were probably ten babies crying, and I said, listen, if there's no crying, the church is dying. You know, I mean, we we it's good. It's good to have crying during the worship assembly. That means that that there's life there. That means that there's a next generation that's coming up. And yes, it's distracting as a preacher. It's distracting as a parent. It's distracting as a person who, if you didn't have kids, it's distracting. But we need to bear with each other and just realize this is what family looks like. This is what community looks like. Yeah, it's sometimes it's going to be my kid, sometimes it's going to be your kid, but we're family and this is how family this is how family does life together. And but our tendency is to dismiss a segment or our tendency is to just not come at all. Well, I've got little kids, you know, I can't come to whatever function it is or whatever assembly it is because we've got kids and so often we use them as an excuse. Uh, because we say, well, I couldn't, I couldn't pay attention anyway. When it's like, wow, they're missing out. And again, I'm just as guilty as anybody. But they're missing out so very much on that training of not just how to sit still in a worship assembly, but how to be family, how mm-hmm. to assemble with the church. That they need that. I don't want my kids to ever look back at a time and say. Yeah, my parents didn't used to take me to funerals, or they didn't used to take me to gospel meetings, or they didn't used to take me to such and such. Um, I don't want them to ever say that. I want them to, as long as they can remember, they've gone to these things, because that's what it looks like to be family in the church. I think about um, I think about my family, and <clears throat> it's so easy, because I have family who, if I ask them to immediately, they're going to come 180 miles and stay with us. And granted, you know, it's here, we have people, we have lots of people throughout the congregation who, if we need help, they'll help, they'll help us with anything. And that's the beauty of it. I mean, it really is that, I mean, I could go to my physical family who, who, I mean, my father's an elder in in the church. My, my mom is a strong, faithful uh, Christian woman as well. Um, And they, they they're amazing people, but I don't have to just rely on my parents. I have so many people that I can go to um, for for anything related to my faith, related to to the raising my children, which which sometimes I neglect in in uh, contacting them. But it, it is it is a great thing that we have such a strong church family here that there's so many people we can go to to uh, do that. But you know. You sent me uh, that, uh, or all of us, that that podcast last week about friendship, and man, that dug deep in me. And as soon as, before he finished his his lesson, uh, I don't remember his name, but the the lesson that was given in that about friendship, I was just, man, I'm a horrible, horrible, horrible friend. Okay, Wes is shaking his head, so I have to I have to make sure everybody sees that, uh, but but. You know, my thought as I'm as I'm listening to a, a man talk about a friend that the Bible describes and and a brother in Christ and thinking about the things that we should be, I I see myself lacking so much there, and yet um, and yet I still also have visions of when I go to Zambia, I, ha- I see the brothers and sisters there, and you have little kids crawling over like three different three different women and nobody cares mm-hmm. nobody cares they're family and and that's what matters we we help each other out we do what it takes to make sure that we we're all on on our road to heaven and and the thing that that stuck out to me in the podcast that that you that you sent to us um was um just how i need to just stand up and just say you know what 
I love my brothers, and I'm going to just if I need to say something, I'm going to say something from now on. If I'm I'm going to be a brother who who actually tells people what I'm thinking, who actually um, who actually cares enough to step out and say I'm going to I'm willing to hurt myself to to help you. Um, and and that's a scary scary thing to be to be the kind of brother who wants to actually listen to the problems of our, our friends and then actually say, Hey, let's do something. Let's, let's help you. Let me help you. And if you will help me, mm-hmm. um, I know I've just kind of gone off on like, a well, no, see, tangents, see, and but, I'm glad you brought all that out because for me, the hard part isn't necessarily saying what needs to be said, although I'm, I'm sure I don't do that nearly well as well as I should. But for me, it's asking for admonishment. I mean, because with the parenting or anything, I mean, just the thought of putting myself out there to say, what do you think, you know, how could I improve, you know, and and asking for constructive criticism to my brothers, that's hard to do. And so that's one reason I don't, I don't want to struggle in parenting in front of the church, you know, whether that's in, I don't mean necessarily in the assembly, although that's the case as well. But I think that's one reason why we have such a hard time today just doing life together, being Christians together, living our life together. It's because I don't want you to see my kids go crazy because they do. I don't want you to see them (laughs) bouncing off the wall. I don't want you to see me lose my cool with them because I do. I don't want you to see me spank my kids. And I do, you know, I don't want you to see that in me. I want you, I want, you know, I mean, I, I struggle with hypocrisy. I want people to think I'm a better parent than I actually am. You know, I want people to think I'm doing all right. I don't need your parenting <laughs> advice. You know, I don't need an older Christian to come beside me and say, hey, Wes, do you know if you tried such and such, that might work? I don't want that. You know, I want you to think I'm doing okay. You know, I don't I don't need your advice. And so I think, and I, I hope I'm not the only one that feels that way in the world, but I think that our generation doesn't take that advice very well. And and in our pride, we want to, you know, just put on a facade. I mean, look at social media. We don't we don't show videos of our kids acting crazy. You know, we don't show them throwing a temper tantrum. Hey, look at what my kid did today. If we did, that would be weird too. But, you know, but we we have this facade of I'm a great parent and I have great kids. Everything's good, you know, like my picture, you know, or my video. And um and so we we put on this this facade even with our church family where that's not reality. That's not what it really looks like to parent. That's not what family really looks like. And so we have a very hard time bringing the guards down, taking the masks off, and just being being who we are. And so when we see a single mom or a family that's struggling with their kids, it, it seems strange because everybody else is good at that one hour, you know, you know, making their kids behave and, and look like we got it all together. And then hurry, get back in the car and let's go, you know, and, and we'll yell at each other when we get in the car. But when we're here, we don't do that, you know? Um, and so we just, we, we just have to learn how to be real with each other. And, and when people are real and we see them struggle, we need to say, you know, to me, I think we need to say, thank you for having the courage, you know, to be here. Thank you for having the courage to be real. My kids exactly the same way. I mean, they're just kids, you know, and they're going to, they're going to misbehave at times. And so we need to come alongside of each other and give each other permission to be real and to, to, to let our guards down with each other, I think. You, you know, and it's funny because in some ways, if we are not seen as like, if we, if we look pristine 
in some ways when we come to church when we if we look pristine as we come in and everything works great my kids are perfect something's probably not mm-hmm. normal or right i mean cuz really if if your kids come if you have to deal with those things and and people see and, and in some ways that's a good thing because if if people see us correcting our children they will know we care about our children. Mm-hmm. If they see us correcting our children, they may not uh, correcting them or or uh, spanking them or taking them out um, or or whatever. Uh, you know that to me is an encouragement. It says they love their children. Mm-hmm. They care enough about them to say, you know what? It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter how how this makes us feel or if it makes us if it kind of embarrasses us mm-hmm. because it it does. I mean, anytime. Um, something happens. You just like, oh man, I don't, I don't want to. Man, why do you? Why are you making me mm-hmm. have to do this in front of everybody? Mm-hmm. When instead, I should be thinking, you know what? God has given me you, and He has put me. Uh, he's given me the responsibility of showing you that I love you, like He loves me, and He doesn't hide what He does to me, and I can't hide what I do to you. I can't hide how I raise you. And 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 that should be something that's done still within our community. Mm-hmm. I mean, people should see that, and and it it should be a comfort to the rest of us to say, you know, what they 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 love their kids, they care enough to do something about it, um, and 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 you know, we should we shouldn't make anybody feel bad for for. Raising parents, is, I mean, raising parents, well... It, <laughs> That's hard, too. <laughs> it, it is hard. We, I've been telling Shayla for the last couple of weeks, one of the things, you know, you have uh, the the phrase, um, 95% of statistics are made up on the spot. Well, I usually say that 100% of uh, parenting is raising parents. Um, because, yeah. because, I mean, you got to train yourself to be right. a good parent while training your kids to to grow up to be good people. And most of it is about me holding them to a standard, not just holding them to to just do what I told you, but holding yourself to a standard, which you also have to require your kids to live to. And that is so hard, so hard. And but that's part of what we have to do while we're while we're at home, while we're here. We prepare at home to make sure that when we're where we're at, wherever we are, we're taking care of our kids and training them up so that they will know who God is, how to live, how to serve Him, and how God loves them, that God doesn't let me go off and do whatever I want to without there being any consequences. But that's just that's just part of it, to, to be the kind of parent that He wants us to be um, for our children. We have to look to Him. That's, that's usually how I look at things. I, I do my best not to look at anybody else and how they're parenting. I look at God and say, what would, if, if God was the parent... What would he do? I try to use the Bible. If there's not, I mean, you know, we always say there's no guidelines and there's no rule books for raising kids, but the Bible's there, and God shows us through throughout the Old Testament and New Testament how He has raised up Israel to be the 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 family that brings the Christ. Well, that's kind of the the story of raising our children from from immaturity. In ignorance, you start with small rules, you get more rules, and then you get more rules as time go by. But it's never really about the rules. It's about follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me because I am following God. 
we follow God. And that is the example that, I mean, I try, I mean, I fail, I fail, and I fail, and I fail, and I fail, and I fail. But you know what? We got to just keep going. If we're going to raise up children who understand that God loves them more than he cares about their failure, um, then we have to just keep going and say, you know what? When I mess up with my kids, I tell them, you know what? I'm sorry. That was wrong. But we got to press on and we got to do what's right no matter what. And maybe we would all be better at at parenting in front of each other and helping each other parent if if we as the church focus more on creating an atmosphere of grace, you know, that leaned heavily on the grace of God, that obviously part of that is repentance, you know, and and trying to do better and in changing when we've done things wrong. But but if we allowed each other to be real and said, no, 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 if if not for the grace of God, all of us would be in in sorry shape, you know? And so letting people know that we're not perfect, because when we if we ever create an atmosphere of charade, an atmosphere of facade, then then nobody's going to be real, and and it nobody's going to grow past where they already are. If we want to help each other grow, then we have to be honest about where we are, where we need to go, and it's only by the grace of God that we can go there. You know, I sometimes wonder if anybody else thinks this way. I there are times when. I've seen people who seem to think they they have they know all know everything, and usually they don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, if we think that someone thinks, well, I mean, there's lots of there are arrogant people in the world, but then there's lots of people who who um, we look at and we're like, well, man, I'm not going to talk to them because they will think they'll think poorly of me because they've got it all together. So they don't have it all together. If it, if if it looks like they have it all together. They have worked very hard to make it look that way, mm-hmm. and and they may have a lot together. You know, um, you may have a lot organized and figured out on how you're going to do something. That doesn't make make it easy. It doesn't mean that they haven't had a lot of lessons that they've learned along along the way that can't be beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. Instead, I need to humble myself and just say, you know what, I need to learn from you. How have you done what you've done? to get where you are today so that I can be like you so that I can glorify God the way you glorify God. A big thanks to all of our guests and to Cameron McElyay for his help in the production of this show. And thank you to all of our listeners. We hope this discussion inspires you to have these kinds of spiritual discussions with people in your life. If you have a question or a topic you'd like for us to discuss, please call and leave us a short voicemail at 707-238-2216. That's 707-238-2216. Remember, we love you, God loves you, and we hope you have a wonderful day.